0: Welcome to GCP. It's an acronym, you know. This evening we're back on the uh, WCW 2000 run with the one and only Mister Chris Wilson, who's deaf.
1: Only one GCP. here, thankfully. One here. <laughs> yeah, just so on. Yeah, it's uh, great to be back on the good on the good cooking podcast. That's yes, what it stands sir. for.
0: It's yeah. what it stands for. We have been talking uh, before the show about uh, Footy Scran and uh, thinking we, m- we might actually become um, a Footy Scran podcast. GCP Eats.
1: Sounds good to me, especially if I get to take part in it.
0: Oh, yeah. It, well, you've got many good eating establishments in Grimsby slash Cleeforps nowadays. Beast Burger, one of the main ones. Many of them chip shops near yep. the uh, BWR venue.
1: Ernie Beckett's with the uh, batter. That's a bit too hard for you. But
0: oh yeah, you could kill kill someone with that bloody. Batter.
1: <laughs> you could do you wallpaper with that stuff.
0: Yeah, f- certainly. Um, how, how how you been anyway, Chris? Apart of, apart from being uh, rough as a dog's ass.
1: Yeah, I've I've been all right. Obviously, this is our third attempt now. Uh, at recording because. Uh, firstly, uh, I had a really bad stomach book. I read out of infection straight afterwards. So I've been basically in bed for the last two weeks, which is nice. Not COVID, though, apparently. The uh, the RFTs, if they uh, don't lie, they all came back negative. So I'm still 100% clear of that two years in, allegedly.
0: Probably the uh, Galloping Grimsby arse rot.
1: Yes, probably so. Yeah.
0: Diagnosed for your head on there.
1: Uh, yeah. The Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Ogden.
0: My pleasure. And uh, as a remedy, we're going to do WCW Uncensored 2000.
1: I'm going to be back in bed for another week now. <laughs> it's a terrible idea.
0: I will say, though, it's a much better pay-per-view than Super Brawl 2000. Marginally.
1: It's better than what I remember, relatively speaking. You know, or comparatively speaking, I should say, you know, it's more a uh, quite stiff shit instead of splattering diarrhea, uh, I think uh, is probably the best way of putting it.
0: Well, it's stiff shit <laughs> is another word for yappa pie. <laughs> yappa pie! A lot, of, a lot of yappa pie in this. Um, but shall we get into the TV, everyone? If we must. Here we go. So, the TV from 21st of February 2000. It's the one with Hulk Hogan versus Lex Luger in a cage. That's the main event of that show. You have uh, Jeff Jarrett. Um, he has another contract for another title match versus Sid. One mm-hmm. um, of the other things... Strange one, this the maestro attacking um Buff Bagwell backstage, which leads to a match. You can never put them to in a match, could you?
1: No, it's um a a a very strange one because I think the way it's all set up is in Buff Bagwell after his like two month-long angle from trying to uh get off with Kimberly. it's now just, I think he basically tagged Symphony, the former Ryan Shamrock from WWF and Maestro, yeah, tax him and we've got a match did it need setting up? no, of course not, it's for Maestro for fuck's sake
0: I think there's another angle as well where Bagwell tries to chat up Daphne if I remember it rightly for this, yeah to, yeah, sets up uh, sets up to a match as well
1: yeah I, I think basically this period of WCW we were just trying to have Buff Bagwell's sex pest as a gimmick.
0: <laughs> I'm buff, I'm the stuff and the girls can't get enough. Well, <laughs> the song said it all.
1: It did, yeah. I was the song was a warning. we are going to be nice to Buff Bagwell now because um, apparently he can use Twitter now.
0: Oh, he can and he shot um, who's it, what's he called down? Uh, Braun Strowman. Oh, uh, yeah. himself.
1: It's very funny because, like, a, with a group of mates, we we already like uh, call controlling your narrative as a euphemism for taking a shit. So I'm quite happy that both Bagwell or whoever controls his account, uh, as they come to the same conclusion.
0: Yeah, do, thinking like you're just saying there's someone who could be controlling his account. So Iron Sheik's like that. It's not really the Iron Sheik. It's someone else, isn't it? No,
1: it's uh, like a pair of comedy writers and it has been all along, basically. he we just went to the Iron Sheet, oh yeah, can we use your name as a platform? And that's been it all along, yeah. So I, I just get a feeling with Buff Bagwell, suddenly, suddenly he's got decent at Twitter. I don't think it's actually him. I think he's posted a photo, but I think he's paying someone.
0: Right. Next up, um, there was a tag team match with Booker, Booker and uh, Billy Kidman against the Mama Loops. Uh, but interference uh, was happening when the Harris boys come in and did the H bomb on everyone. Hooray! This is a, lot of a repeat of like last month's um, <clears throat> few shows in it where the Harris boys just wandered in. Lit The Harris boys are
1: all over these shows in this same, and I've got no idea why. We'll we'll get into it later on, but I think. Was it they appeared in four matches uncensored? In some shape or form?
0: Yeah, lumberjack match.
1: The uh, tag uh, tag the match, main Jara event. Match. I, I, and, and technically a bit of a main event as well. Yeah. Because it all joined on together. The fucking Harris Boys. I'm yeah, the with... loved them. Yeah, I'm the with tag titles as well. Spoiler. Jesus
0: rough absolutely rough. yeah
1: you, you, again i mean we've uh, discussed this um in, in previous podcasts but the uh, level of talent in wcw went down a cliff really quickly and i think it's exemplified by the Havis boys being all over everything
0: mm-hmm. we also have ahmed johnson in a nice two-piece pink tracksuit.
1: yeah yeah um
0: do you, re- do it- you remember this uh vision
1: to be fair, I've got DDT digest up here now and there's literally a picture of it on here. I mean, it's what good ha- it's good as bedwear. wear. I, I'm, I'm i I I know we had uh, some really choice outfits back as Ahmed Johnson as well, but I'm not sure he's pulling that off in all fairness. I mean, you wouldn't approach him and say, Hey Ahmed, you're not exactly pulling that off, where are you? Because it'd probably kick my ass, but yeah. I don't
0: think
1: he's pulling <laughs> it off. <laughs> <all that>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: In them words, in that word.
1: Yeah. I, I think for year onesie also says no limit on it, which, uh, yeah, definitely no limit on his uh, wardrobe choices.
0: Next up uh, for the Cruiserweight title, it was um, Prince Ikea or artist formerly known as Prince ikea versus Medusa, dressed in a Le Parker outfit. Mm. So um, she sort of... You know, trying trying to hug, hoodwink everyone, and then Oklahoma actually comes into the ring, pulls La Parker's mask off. Oh, he's Medusa.
1: I thought we were over that shit. I, I thought all that stuff ended up sold out, and here it is again. Like, why? Please end.
0: So what what happened here? So once she got revealed, La Parker came in. It's Oklahoma with a chair. And mm. then everyone's distracted. Ayakai comes up from behind to hit the proper Leparka with a chair and then wins more shied.
1: Yeah. Just set up in first place. It's hardly DDP pretended to be La Parker, is it? I mean, to be fair, uh Matuse has got a bit of a rack on her. You can't exactly disguise that one away, can you?
0: <laughs> no, you you can't. No. Uh, and anyone can do a good
1: Yeah, one.
0: Guitar on a chair. Um well you just remember that picture of uh Chris Linnaeus LaParca and people f- people thought it was La Parker in the building that night, weren't it? At it, Chikara, it, it, that Chicago show.
1: Yeah, I was there and it was for real Le Parker. I can tell you first hand. That was for real Jervis Combelly next to him as well.
0: You'll tell us anything. <laughs> Dustin Rhodes Turns on Terry Funk in a tag match. Hooray. Well, there is going to be some stuff coming up with uh Dusty Funk yeah. with chickens.
1: They've mm. just brought in Terry Funk and we're just having him relive old feuds.
0: Yes, yeah, so we did the flare one, didn't he?
1: Yeah, he did flare last month. Now he's reliving the Rhodes feud again. It's as though Kevin Sullivan's got the book and he's just reliving his greatest hits or something.
0: Oh, and he just had the Bret Hart match as well, didn't
1: he? He did, yeah, yeah. yeah Which yeah, was he... um,
0: a replay from that ECW match. Well, the Terry Funk retirement show. Yeah,
1: that's right, yeah. So literally just... Not that you really want Terry Funk to be doing much new. You don't want him like going against like the new guys and trying to pop them over or anything like that. But this is just... I don't see how, in the year 2000, when you got like the Rock absolutely dominating in uh, WWF, how having Terry Funk replaying old feuds is going to exactly help stir the ship around.
0: It's, it's not, is it? No. It's only going to send that ship one way down. Next up in the main event, it was Hogan versus Luger in a cage match. Now, I will say... It wasn't bad again, you know, similar to you know, a like previous encounter, what I think they had on the last pay per view. Yeah, that wasn't bad.
1: I can't remember if I said this, but in all fairness, Luca and Hogan actually had decent chemistry against each other. You know, you don't get me wrong, you're not talking five star classics or anything like that, but they did always like back in like '95 and '97 as well. They they went well together, to be fair, but they always got the crowd going and everything like that.
0: I did put here. It's very much. It's very much the old tropes from both, but it's the easy stuff. What the crowd are, the crowd are into. But with it, with this match, it, the match ends before uh, the well. The TV time allotted ends, and it just goes off without a finish. Yeah. WCW for
1: You, you gotta protect Hogan, haven't you?
0: Yeah. He, he, no, he, I, I think at this stage, even in the, like the pay per view him getting like the main event match shows. He's he's got some he's still got somebody um swing backstage auntie.
1: He? he does. It's called Section Eleven
0: Subparagraph E. Alright.
1: <laughs> and if you've been listening to a lapsed fan you'll know what that means. So basically, so basically subsection subparagraph E is is that it here? Uh, Hulk Hogan shall have the approval over the outcome of all rescue matches in which he appears, wrestles, and performs. Such approval not to be unreasonably withheld. How like brother the, the
0: Bass at the Beach stuff? What's that say? Is that to do with like
1: the Bash at the Beach? It is, stuff? yeah, oh, yeah. I'm yeah. Like... But I'll say, Verlaps is currently going through the whole uh, Bash at the Beach stuff. And to give context with that, you know, they went through his contract literally line by line. And yeah, that's, that's the creative control clause. It is contract. Which he'll come up again uncensored.
0: What a toss. Um He also Thunder. got paid
1: He also Sorry. got paid about 25 grand a month to wear an NWO t shirt at the height of NWO's popularity. <laughs> Easy money if you can get it, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Um Funder anyway. Oh yeah, the um, the buff Bagwell trying to chat up Daphne. Daphne screams in buffs ears and he buggers off. As he should, dirty man. Um, on commentary now on Thunder, Mike Taney and Bobby Ean, and So they've been uh, reduced to the
1: um resoundingly demoted in, in favor of um, I can't remember. Uh, Scott Hudson appeared yet. I can't remember if he's on Nitro. I don't Nitro. think he has, I don't but think
0: Ma- he has yet. Madden's
1: Madden's. Madden's on Nitro, though. God help us all.
0: So you replace Bobby Enan with Madden.
1: Uh, the year 2000 was a strange year.
0: I knew Bobby Enan at that time was probably getting a bit fed up anyway with the, the product. I seem to remember.
1: Well, yeah, I mean all no, fairs from what I've always read and heard from about Bobby Enan. Ian, we ever went to WCW the because they actually employed uh in got insurance for employees over there. And he needed uh, neck surgery, so that's why he joined in like Night Ninety Four. That's why he went over because his neck was in badly need of repair and he couldn't afford it otherwise. So, but yeah, without saying, none of Bobby Heenan's best work was ever in WCW. No.
0: Berlin versus La Parker.
1: I again, I completely forgot Berlin was still a thing.
0: Yeah, um, who do you think won this one?
1: Um, Probably La Parker in a minute, knowing uh, how things are going.
0: La in two minutes with his corkscrew planter.
1: Uh, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, makes sense, makes sense. Yeah, it, you, this is very much an area of fund as well. When I don't think a match goes over two minutes in any instance.
0: No, there's um, well, e- even when it this episode of Thunder, even when it gets to like the end of it, they're still struggling for time, and there's like four minutes left in the program, and there's <laughs> they've not started the main event. Good grief. Here's a match for you. Tank Abbott versus Mike Jones. Who was Mike Jones, Chris?
1: Mike Jones? Oh, was this Vincent?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, because he he came out with the cap uh, in a match we're going to talk about very soon.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mike Jones is um, Vincent Virgil. Get beat he gets beaten. Shane.
1: It was called Shane at one point as well.
0: Shane, yeah. Yeah. He gets beaten two minutes by um, Tank Abbott. He lasted
1: a lot longer than most people against him. That fucking hell, that's for sure.
0: He didn't pull any knives out on him this day.
1: If <laughs> they were might... a pair of scissors to cut his beard off, Tony Schrody established this.
0: <laughs> this was the episode as well. Kevin Nash sort of returned... Um, because he'd been hit by it with a guitar by Jarrett,
1: yeah,
0: and he turned up with some like in like some amnesia. You
1: it, yeah, you know what? I always thought I dreamt this. Yeah, he, he does. He, I think he, he appears once in a while now. Once all like the reboot and pretends he's all like out of it and like talks nonsense.
0: Yeah, he, he keeps. He says he keeps thinking Batman is turning up.
1: He could do at this point. We've had RoboCopy do we still be before? Why the hell not?
0: Yeah. Now this this was prime Nash just mugging a wage, were not
1: it? Yeah. Good for him.
0: Next, you
1: know, when I was younger, I used to be like, yeah, bloody Kevin Nash is stealing a living, you know, what what work rate. And now as a working man myself, I'm thinking, Yeah, God, I wish I could do what Kevin Nash has done. Loads of money and do, fuck all. What a man.
0: Pray at the shrine of uh, Big Sexy. Yeah.
1: Uh, I'm not sure if you saw it. Have you seen this uh, tweet making around, by the way? You know this uh, current uh, libel case um, between Jolly Depp and Amber Heard? Uh, bits of it. We've yeah, and and, and a there's explain. a fact... Fe- there's a photo being circulated, and, like there's a bit where uh, Johnny Depp was feeling quite insecure because Amber Heard was having the pictures taken with people after a shoot of a film. And one of the pictures is with Kevin Nash. So, yeah. So, Johnny Depp was feeling insecure over Kevin Nash. What a guy.
0: Who, who, who wouldn't feel insecure?
1: I'll say, I know first is Johnny Depp, the uh, fucking weirdo. Yeah, I, I'd be insecure as well.
0: Them long flowing locks of Kevin Nash over. Yeah. Johnny Depp. Plus, as well, Kevin Nash has probably been in better films than Johnny Depp.
1: Yes, he has. About to say Johnny Depp's been absolute shite, but you know he's not been in Magic Mike, has he?
0: No, he, Johnny Depp was in fucking Charlie and the Chocolate Factory: the reboot, which was that, shit.
1: That was absolute shite. Like Alice in Wonderland, that was shite. He's not made a decent film. Since I'm gonna stop to his discography now, Iris oh. the
0: Caribbean. Would you?
1: No, nah, I've, I've never, I never ate those films. The first one was passable, but n- not for me. I'm gonna look at his filmography now, I'll try and name his last decent hey, film. Here
0: we go, n- name us his um, last 10 films. Sabbath.
1: His last 10 films, yeah. Well, was apparently, one called Waiting for the Barbarians, which I never heard of. Shit. City of Lies for Professor, Fantastic Beasts, for Crimes of Gringlewald, which I never saw. Um, that'd be a cameo. Oh, yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean 5, Murder of the Orient Express, and. Yeah, The Secret Service in Wonderland is not done much recently. Now, if I have a quick look through here, the last film he did that I thought was good will be. I can't count 21 Jump Street because that was a cameo. Oh, God. I'm going... That one was a cameo as well. The Imaginary with Dr. Parnassus, uh, done by Terry Gilliam. That was good, but that was a cameo. Well, I'm in the mid-early 2000s now. Um... Uh, oh, dear. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas in 1998. That was his last good film. <laughs>
0: shite That's overrated shit. overrated um yeah in a, sort of in every film that buddy tim burton directs isn't
1: it yeah he was for a long long time yeah and and tim burton's not made a decent film since Ed Wood in 1994 so mm. what can you say
0: not even nightmare before christmas terrible film
1: it was all right but technically speaking he was only producer uh tim burton right he wasn't the director
0: with with that film, I remember watching that in primary school, just not understanding it. Never yeah. wanted to go back and see it.
1: You mean you didn't want to get goffed up and like write the names of bands on your on your uh, backpack and wear loads of like long stockings like the black and white stripy stuff?
0: I don't think my mum and dad could afford goth clothing for me. It was all like knitted knitted jumpers at bloody primary school, like were the ones Noel Edmonds used to wear.
1: Nice, nice, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, that's more my bag for the goth stuff, in all fairness.
0: You know, like, buddy, I had one, of, like, a purple jumper, but with all, like, um... You know, like, licorice all sorts.
1: Oh, yeah, like, what, for the buttons and... No, not
0: for the buttons, like, as a, just a design sort of Some of my mum had uh, knitted.
1: Yeah. Yeah, to, to be fair, I, I wouldn't mind that whatsoever. None no. of this goth nonsense.
0: No no wonder I got bullied. Um <laughs> But, um... Anyway, listeners, if you want to, um, you know, send in your best Johnny Depp films, be, 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 be my guess. I, I think you'll struggle. Like yeah. like um, British comedies of the last 10, 15 years.
1: British comedies of the last 10, 15 years? That's now, decent.
0: Now, now, I brought this on B- BWA mm. the other week, the last week. Yeah, I've got one. Um, and I, I think it got answered on um, Ask Grapple, and they come up with a few, but... It asked a couple of work, and it was a struggle to mm. make like good comedies in like the last ten years. If,
1: uh, what I really like is uh, the show that goes wrong. I, I, I thought that was pretty hilarious, in all fairness. Is that
0: British comedy.
1: It is, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's like it's a British like. Um, it's not like a sitcom. It's a British comedy like studio audience, and it's like basically a load of actors doing different plays, but they always go wrong. they get lines wrong, props fall apart, and all that lot. Right, I, I do recommend that one. In terms of actual British sitcoms, yeah, you, you see, I, I sort of tuned out after like the whole Channel Four wave of the mid two thousands, like Space and Black Box, and and all that lot. Yeah, yeah, and all that lot.
0: Yeah. But after
1: that, I wasn't interested.
0: I always say like the ni- the nineties was always the like, the the golden age of like sitcoms, comedies, and.
1: See, I, I I agree with that. I know, like that was like when I was growing up as well. But you know, yeah, like your yeah, like veg dwarfs, your men bathing, badly, your bottoms, and stuff like that. That was my prime era. Yeah, absolutely.
0: You you're absolutely struggling now. It's because it's because it come up about you know that wrestling comedy on ITV2, Pete. I've seen.
1: I've not seen it. I've I've, I've seen the posters and all that a lot. I'm not exactly enamoured to watch it though.
0: No, it's it's typical ITV2, fair. Yeah, yeah. Not good. He's going to be axed after a series.
1: Just like World of Sport.
0: And uh, celebrity wrestling. Yeah.
1: I think we should stop trying, really.
0: (laughs) TV. (laughs) Yeah,
1: wrestling's not going to be a thing. I mean, they've got AEW, if you want to put that on an early time slot, but apart from that, it's just not happening.
0: Anyway, the um, the main event of this funder, let's get back to another comedy show, WC2000. WC55- <laughs> uh, Sid versus Luger, four minutes left in the programme. Um, happens here, Flair gets involved, causing the DQ. Sid batters both until Luger wallets Sid with the bat. Okay. That show done with.
1: <laughs> yeah, hooray. That filled up some time.
0: Interference after about... I think it was interference after about a minute.
1: Sounds about right. And was there any reason why Sid and Luger were rescuing, or did they just needed a, a main event?
0: They needed a main event, because it was sort of involving Flair. It, like, the top four, like Flair, Hogan, Sid, Luger. They, that was mainly the TV. Not much sighting of Sting mm. across the TV. But... February the 28th, 2000 now. We have um, the Marmalukes versus uh, Lane and Idol, which is loaded backwards, if
1: you didn't mm. know. Mike.
0: <laughs> so, with with this match, um, Stacey Keebler comes out, starts dancing on the announce desk with uh, Mark Ma- Madden doing his best pervy commentary. The uh, yeah. L- L- Lane and Idol get distracted, distracted Marmalukes win.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> Anything to say about Lenny and Lodi? Were you ever a fan?
1: No, not really. Uh, in my mind, when Lenny Lane won the cruiseweight title in the summer of 1999, to me, that's when the cruiseweight division, that's when, the, as a golden heir and as a division as a whole, died for me.
0: Yeah.
1: Because suddenly... Go on. Maybe because it was basically a title for like about a year between like between Kidman psychosis, Hoovy, and Ray Mysterion. But as soon as Lenny Lane won it, the emphasis went away from work rate work rate quite a lot, and yeah, they just died a death. And I blame Lenny Lane for it.
0: Yeah, they um, they ended up in TNA like everyone does, didn't they?
1: They, I'm sure Lenny Lane, I think, appeared quite early on. In the did. early days yeah. and Lodi, I can't remember if Lodi did, you know No, I, I don't think he did. I, I keep thinking he was Bruce, but that was a uh, quee yeah, Alan
0: yeah, Punk.
1: yeah, yeah, that's him. yeah, yeah
0: next up on the february twenty eighth edition, two thousand. Hulk Hogan's promo about the Yappa Pie strap. Yes, here we go. Yappa Pie. Yappa Pie. The first words that Jimmy Hart said to Hogan in the ambulance uh, when he was being carted off, I think after a Luger attack, was Yappa Pie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, what know, makes, it, know, what makes know, the listen- Yappa Pie so special over a normal strap, then?
0: I don't know. Is it a different type of leather that day? I know it's been idolising them um, botchamania videos, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and and which Indian are we on about? Are we on about like Native Americans or on about the Great Nation of India?
0: Tatanka, Chief J. Strongbow. Oh,
1: okay.
0: pie down to Oregon.
1: Right. Thanks, Tatanka.
0: What what opinions on
1: this promo, Chris? The Well, it's pretty infamous, isn't it?
0: <laughs> and just just if I remember right,
1: for some reason, it didn't really like shoot it. Basically, it looked like they were shot it in a sewer or something like that.
0: Yeah, like it just was the fact that like purple was this. Uh, oh, like I, I, like oh because background. there were two.
1: If, if there were two promos, yeah. So, okay, so what do you're thinking of, that's the one that looked like a WWF 1980 promo. Yeah, there were that and, one. And he was also stood in front the... of like a, a green screen with like, it's like red, blue, and purple. Yeah. And that one's quite cool for him. And he does one later on where he's quite sweaty and it looks like he's in like an underground bunker as yeah. well. And he goes, Yappa Pie. Yeah. He's got two
0: promos, yeah, doing the, yeah. the Yappa Pie. It's a Absolutely. fun word to say.
1: In his defense,
0: coats off his tits.
1: Must yep. have been here. Yeah. Again, pure PR P-R-98 is WWF coats off his tits, yelling random things like yappa pie."
0: Ric Flair versus Kurt Hennig, again. Yeah. Um, Flair with a low blow beats Kurt. It was about a ten-minute match. weren't too weren't too bad. No. To be honest.
1: I just sort of like it. It just—it's a long way from when this was a match on early, early days of Monday Night Raw, and everyone remembers it.
0: Yeah, this is a where where Flair lost a retirement match, wasn't it? It did.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah, and it's—it's it's a long way from that, you know. I know it was almost like eight years on from this point, but yeah, it's all right. But it's just it, two people have clearly just like checked out mentally.
0: Yeah. Um, on this show as well in the main event. For the WCW title, the one and only Sid Vicious against Tank Abbott.
1: Well, about to say about time put the belt on Tank just as Vince Russo wanted.
0: And to be honest, um, well, early on Tank like dominates the match, punching Sid in his injured ribs, which have been mm. damaged by Flair and Luger, then locks in a sleeper. Um and then four minutes, then um just immediately four minutes later Sid locks in a crossface and taps out tank like that. Yeah. It. This felt like a damp squib and justification for Tank not being champion.
1: A bit, yeah. It was a weird one with Tank though because we kept doing this thing where we like really pushed him. Then they just had him job out. So as we'll get into in a couple of months' time, they'll build him up towards having a match with Goldberg, but then he loses. He gets pinned by David Arquette at some point.
0: Who Tang so does?
1: He does, yeah, yeah. So, so it's like him and the wall is another one where they give him these big pushes, but then suddenly they just throw him in randomly with every short it's into these big matches. they have him lose, and then that's it, back down the card again for a couple of weeks. Then they try pushing him again straight afterwards.
0: It's only because I after the, after went this match he gets beat, like the week after, it's just like nothing happened, and he's still wanting to beat up yeah. people and yeah, yeah. It's just daft. Um, excuse you, um, oh. thunder, on, thunder on the first of March. Now we have a rematch of the Battle of the Referees as uh, Mickey J takes on Mark Slick Johnson. From uh, it was a rematch from two weeks prior. Oh, uh,
1: uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Why?
0: So, so with this, um, Slick Johnson dresses up in Jeff Jarrett's old, uh, like, Trumps and T-shirt, mm-hmm. and then um, the finish is um, Nick Patrick slips Mickey some coins, and it's Slick to silence to get the pin.
1: Well. Fills five minutes up on TV, doesn't it? Um, um
0: they, they have um, an NWO swimsuit competition with Mean Gene as the uh, as the judge. Lucky man, who do you think won contestant one, contestant two, three, or four?
1: Well, the way he was looking is probably thinking contestant one and two.
0: Number four won it. Number four. Just for, the, just for those keeping counts. Have
1: Do i we got you... an identity for number four, or
0: um, I think it was all. I don't think it was like Medea or Major Guns. It was um, no. someone else.
1: Actually, I've, uh, again, I'm following on DBT I just got a picture here. Do I recognise that? Look, is that no? I don't think you recognise it. Just a random blonde pair of norks. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Main event was um, Jeff Jarrett and the Harris boys. Uh, Kidman, Booker, and Sid.
1: Is this as part of the uh, Will Booker and Kidman get along sort of angle?
0: No, this, this was basically another six minute main event where there's loads of interference and it ends in a non finish.
1: Yeah, okay, right. It, it, be I mean, it for you. it's. I mean, I, I don't know when they got confirmed, like behind the scenes of um, Bischoff and Russo coming in, but it really feels like they're spinning their wheels now. It feels like we're just having to, you know, they are thinking shit. We need a main event. Okay, this is the main event. Okay, great. What's the main event of the next one? And there's just no real rhyme, reason, or real care behind it.
0: Next up, um, Nitro, the sixth of March um tank Abbott wants uh, wants a fight and um issues an open challenge out comes Le Parker to answer the um <laughs> challenge Wallop Le Parker is dropped main oh, comes out then
1: was this when Le Park was doing his quite amusing gimmick of speaking but but someone would be saying things in his place and it gets uh, like he real was, shit for it it oh, has that was. already been, has that already come and gone, has it? I yeah, think, he,
0: I think it might have done.
1: Yeah, he, he like, he, it was a fantastic gimmick, he like, get on a microphone and he'll like, say, Tank Abbott, hey Tank Abbott, you're, you're bored, you're fat, you're an absolute twat, and like, Le be stood with a microphone away from him, shaking, like, no, 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 I'm not saying this, no, that's not me, and he gets his ass kicked.
0: That might have happened about a month or two ago, and I totally missed it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's like sort of like a, a take of the old kind it was like really amusing though in all fairness I really enjoyed it at the time
0: indeed <laughs> Um also on the 6th of March episode Hulk Hogan explains what a yappa pie strap match is <laughs> more cult up nonsense from the oldster it's, it's just a strap match then it is it is
1: yeah good um,
0: Terry Funk brings out a chicken in a diaper for Dustin.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: How wet was this chicken?
1: It, it looks like it went off.
0: Oh, fucking must have owned that.
1: I mean, come on, if you you're WCW. Yeah, I know you're going to lose sixty million this year, but at least buy a fresh chicken for this bloody hell. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like it, it, a little chicken, weren't it? Yeah, yeah.
1: Think about the people I've got. To like walk around that afterwards, it might slip on like some chicken juice. You know, accident waiting to happen. Maybe they did a risk assessment before. You know, they did that segment. The,
0: well, they, this turned into like a bit of a brawl. Like Dustin, it's a uh, rough pile driver on funk. funk. Funk actually fights back and slams Dustin onto barbed wire.
1: Yeah.
0: So it's he's, he's setting up um they have like an I think an old EQ match at the um pay per view.
1: Mm. It's the, the bull rope match. The bull because, rope match, yeah. Yeah. We, again we try, again this is Kevin Kevin Sullivan trying to repeat old booking in that they tried to make out Flair Funk last month was gonna be this like massive brawl reminiscent of their Texas Death match from ninety 1990, one whenever it was. And I think they're trying to go for that same feel again. Oh, yeah, it's like when Dusty Rhodes and Terry Funk used to beat the shit out of each other and, like, bleed everywhere. You know, they're trying to go for that old feeling again, but I don't know who this is appealing to, especially when you get chickens into the mix. It's so,
0: just, it, it just, like, spots done very slow.
1: Yeah. I say, it's really not appealing to vegetarians, this angle, that's for sure.
0: Oh, certainly isn't. Um, ne- next up, We have in the main event, this is another main event now. Sid and Vampiro Mm -hmm. versus Jeff Jarrett and The Wall, brother.
1: I mean, at least it's not the Harris twins again, but so it just seems to be one tag match after another. And this is all the build for Sid and Jarrett seems to be they're all in in tag matches and they all mostly go to a non finish because they're an out of TV time.
0: Well, to surprise you here, this went to an actual finish. Oh wow! In a sub five minute main event <laughs> Again, Well,
1: that's not surprising.
0: The wall choke slams Sid, leading to Jeff Jarrett pinning Sid.
1: Oh, okay, intrigue. Will J- J- will Jarrett get the pin at the pay per view?
0: B- before it's time, this booking before uh, WWE. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, one last bit before we actually get into the um, pay per view itself. What well, I want to ask you about Cat versus Norman Smiley. Yep.
1: Yeah. Is this a game of who won?
0: No, explain.
1: For Cat versus Norman Smiley?
0: Yeah. Or Cat versus Dog, or what he was.
1: Oh, the cat versus the dog.
0: Oh, no, not cat versus dog. No, I mean, um, Norman Smiley versus the dog. I've got it mixed up.
1: Norman Smiley versus the dog. Yeah, so we've had the dog. I think he's uh, debuted this month where it's Al Green and he thinks he's a dog for some reason. And he's uh, his owner's uh, Brian Nobson Fit Finley. He, like, we sort of walk around with him with a leash on. He drinks out the toilet. He barks a lot. And yet Rick Steiner hasn't claimed gimmick infringement. And yeah, the dog, a timeless classic, and another guy who ended up wrestling at Grinsby Auditorium, by the way. Going I'll back agree. to yeah, as for dog versus Tatanka.
0: Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> I can just imagine it now. They like Tatanka just running around the ring, going "yea," and then there's there's a dog running round.
1: That is literally what happened.
0: <laughs> Fucking hell!
1: Brilliant. 13 year thirteen-year-old me was absolutely shitting his pants in excitement.
0: That's a match of the year contender for me. If that if that happened now, I'd be like, "Yeah, yes, more of that."
1: We were about to say British wrestling could do with something like that.
0: Yeah. That's how you get people back
1: to progress. Uh, Never mind running smaller venues and all that lot. You need to run Tanker versus the dog.
0: Yeah, or you could, like, imitate it, like, I don't know, Gene Money as Tanker and have Kid Like Us 1 and 2 as the dogs.
1: That's what we need. I mean, they always say, like, the wrestling business is uh, cyclical anyway. We need the UK tribute shows back. Gene Money as UK for dog
0: yeah dirty dog yeah
1: Fucking yeah hell. Hey, hey, bring back the knights as uk undertaker and uk Kane, or whatever it was Yeah. yeah
0: the, the legend of doom weren't they what, the, ricky, yeah.
1: ricky Knight senior well there you go ricky knight junior can do it now time is a circle the
0: the dog the dog versus tatanka wow. I know. Um,
1: brilliant stuff amazing
0: Better get on to 1PW. They might go. <laughs> uh, they book, they're booking all the oldies. Uh, Chris, did, did you ever get a chance to go to any of their shows?
1: No, which I've got no idea why, because I lived in Sheffield at the time. So I was nearby Doncaster Dome, and I never went to a 1PW show, despite knowing that we had, like, your Abysses and on there. So, yeah, n- not a clue why I didn't go.
0: Is it, Are you tempted by... Uh... Tempted by
1: it? If it runs, yeah. Why not? Sounds like a
0: laugh.
1: Yeah. it's, it's old a long. Birmingham. Yeah, it's um, but it's uh, still another what five six months. A lot of time uh, to pass before then. So if it runs, it runs, and I'll go to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A lot of time to go into the six months in wrestling.
1: Yeah. Long, a long time. Long, long, long time.
0: Anyway. Shall we get into the pay per view now?
1: Hooray. yeah, okay. yeah. Why not?
0: So this is from the American Airlines Arena, a new arena opened up in Miami, Florida. At the time, I think it's uh, still still going. Yep. Two hours, thirty-four minutes, and fifteen seconds. This pay per view.
1: It's a nice length. I-, I wish more. I wish modern pay per views have lasted that long.
0: I, th- I think we mentioned that quite a few times, here, Especially like the old like WWF, pay- WWE pay per views from two thousand were like that, weren't they?
1: Yeah, I think uh, we need to stop this trend of the what streaming companies are doing of just having content for the sake of content. It's time for more quality control. Keep everything under three hours. AEW sort of gets away with four hours because it's once every quarter, but that's the absolute limit.
0: Well, if you think like when we were out for WrestleMania. That could have been easily like a three-hour show if they took the hour of guff.
1: Yeah. That
0: time fillers out.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It took away Triple H, you know, walking around for a bit.
0: What a joke, that was!
1: It could have all been in bed for three o'clock if it weren't for him.
0: He could have actually start yeah. up and seen yeah. the rest
1: of it. I, I, and for WrestleMania starting an hour later than normal as well. It always used to start midnight, but it's suddenly one o'clock this year. The fuck was that all about?
0: I think something to do with clocks.
1: Oh. Fucking farmers.
0: Anyway, um Mike Taney, Tony Schiavone and uh, Fat Twat Madden on, <laughs> on commentary here. Um first match is um it's for the cruiserweight title. Oh, before that, who's in the limo? They've upgraded from Hummers.
1: Mm. They did this uh, again last month as well, didn't they? That was Roddy Piper.
0: That was the Roddy Piper one, yes. Yeah.
1: And he, they sort of confirmed this one at the end, but they actually forget to show anyone coming out of a limo or anything like that. So. No. I wonder how much that limo cost. Added to the £62 million lost that year.
0: Yeah. Keep sticking over that bloody uh, minus figure. Yeah. Um, oh, it's, well, it's a psychosis versus the artist formerly known as Prince Iakea. Um, the artist's beard was it drawn on? It was. I
1: think that's sort of like. <laughs> it's a, I think it's supposed to just be like a be a, a funny little bit, but I don't think they have actually called attention to it. But yeah, by the time a match has ended, it's more of smeared off. But I think that's sort of like part of a joke. Which do you want your cruiserweight champion to have a drawn-on beard? <laughs>
0: I was thinking, you know, like perfectly drawn stuff, and that certainly wasn't it. Hakushi's tattoos mm. they were the most perfectly drawn stuff there. Every night he had to do that.
1: Yeah. Surely at some point he must have just got a stencil, put it on, spray-painted it on, and job's a good and
0: You'd think so, wouldn't you? Just yeah. save time. No, he, he just wanted to, ah, do it. Take me time with this. mm Anyway, Chris Candido, he turns up during this on on commentary. I yep. think it's all it's not a long run for Candido, is it?
1: No, he's gone by June.
0: It's all too, I think well, Sonny comes in soon, don't you? Yeah,
1: it's to do with Sonny and drugs as normal, unfortunately. So yeah, but he doesn't last very long.
0: Don't they have a feud with I think they have a feud with Ikea and Charmel, don't they?
1: Yes, we have got that to look forward to at Slambury 2000.
0: And it's not good, is it?
1: Sometime next month. It's not great. Uh, it's not the worst match we'll ever watch, but certainly the match we've got here is a bit better than what we'll get.
0: Mm. Um, what what did you think of this
1: match, Ennio? Um, I thought it was an all right match, actually. Certainly a lot better than Ayakia um, versus Lashle LaRue from last month. Um, he seemed to click with psychosis a lot better. Um, but again, like last month as well, it seemed to just be building up towards for managers. So you got Paisley and got Huventu Guerrero, who is somehow the equivalent of Paisley in this match. You just basically, it's basically two guys resting in the ring and you're waiting until they get involved, which they do. And uh, Huventu Guerrero sort of like flops around a bit overselling for Paisley. The, the, the finish is really awkward as well, if I remember rightly, um, with um, is psychosis, sort of getting distracted, looking over April and that piece and Hoover to Guerrero, but not really realising, even though was, like literally in front of him, Prince IK jumping up onto the turnbuckle, ready to do his jumping DDT, which as a finish, I've always liked that finish. Not a lot of people like that jumping DDT. I thought it was actually pretty decent.
0: There was someone on the um, pro wrestling Noah show what we just reviewed. with we, uh, we care yeah. and that did that we did the um, jumping DDT off the
1: off yeah
0: that top rope.
1: It, a lot of it depends on how the opponent sells it because I think if I remember rightly, Lashley sort of rolled through and it looked like shit as a result. But mm-hmm. if you take it like you take an even flow DDT, which is like just straight down on the floor, no rolling over, it looks a lot better.
0: Or do like like Rob Van Dam does that like very much, like perpendicular.
1: Or spike it, yeah, 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 yeah. Something like that, just sell the move. It's very much in control of the person selling it in terms of how good it looks.
0: Yeah. Um, what would you What would you go on this match?
1: A solid two stars.
0: Ooh, I went two and a half. Okay. Two and a half out of five. I thought. Um, a bit off at times, but perfectly fine was my uh, final review of it. There was a bit funny bit at the end. Um, there were a bit of like fake crowd noise had, um, added on to the production on, on the network. Oh, right, yeah. I
1: didn't even notice that in all fairness, yeah. Because the other thing to say about tonight's, tonight's crowd is absolutely dead. You know, they don't react to anything, probably for good reason. And it's also quite clear, again, like last month, quite a few people have been papered in as well. Because mm-hmm. people have, have like signs saying, "I'd rather be at WrestleMania," and uh, I, I, I'd rather watch Raw and all that lot as well. So, yeah. Oh dear.
0: Oh dear. And second match now, it's tag team action. Hola holla, Player player. Lenny and Lodi or Idol versus the Screaming Demons, the Demon and Norman Smiley. Hmm.
1: I mean, my first thought, and I still have not decided to even though i this again about a week ago, was this a bit where Norman Smiley jumped the shark in terms of his screaming character? Because only.
0: I don't think he book... did it more in the it, it, it Did it much in the russoff Bischoff era? Rusev Bischoff. No did it
1: he, he sort of i mean he got really over him in, in this era and then they sort of reverted him back to type joe and russo bischoff which we'll get into you know with ralphus and all that lot yeah um but they they were really trying to make him very really popular here and like trying to get him some credibility back in all fairness to him and only a booking committee for middle-aged men could think you know what is cool kiss and don't get me wrong, I've, I've seen KISS live, you know. They're, like, really good live and all that lot, but they're not cool, you know, nothing like that.
0: They spent a lot of money on KISS, didn't they? I know I said in that, um, you know, that BWE, like, in the... What's it, Room 101, I put, said put No Limit Soldiers in a Master P. Master P. I should have but, stuck KISS shouldn't
1: I? I don't could because the, the KISS thing was all pretty inoffensive, whereas... I've not watched Back for Summer '99 stuff in quite a while, but No Limit Soldiers felt like they were all over that TV. It felt like our oh, three hours of programming they were on it for like an hour a week. It really yeah. did feel like that. Like I can totally see why you'd pick them. It I would think... it would have been my choice personally, but
0: I think it's because you remember like WCW Worldwide was shown on Channel Five, and that I think that was all the segments that were ever yeah. shown.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of that as well. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, especially during that feud with West Texas Rednecks as well. You know, that dominated it.
0: Yeah. Um, it's not a good match, this one. But I did, one of the main notes is thank God for Norman Smile in this match to try and like, mm. get a bit of enthusiasm into the crowd with some of his spots.
1: He's the only wrestler here. <laughs> yeah. Because even again, it sounds like being very harsh on Lady Lane now, but like. Bear in mind, he's been wrestling for years and years, and he misses a few other spots. Then. He just like flips, slips over, completely misses spots and everything. This just completely disjointed.
0: Yeah. Shides,
1: yeah. basically. The, the, this whole match isn't very good at all. Probably the worst match of the night, in all fairness.
0: Uh, what were you star rating on this?
1: Half a star. Oh! It was not good at all. I and mean, it was only like four minutes long as well. And even then, I'm quite harsh on it. No, it won't for me.
0: 1.25. That was that, That's for Norman Smiley. That, I know it's like Saturn Raven. Uh,
1: yeah, and... that, I, I, I won't go that far. It won't that bad. But uh, I, I seem to notice this series, I, as like, the sort of WWE 2000 aficionado, seems to be going a lot harsher on the star ratings to what you are. I thought it gave you away. In all fairness, so it's quite strange.
0: To be honest, I mean, with this pay per view, I'm actually—I was more engaged with some of the matches. There's a lot of, there is a lot of two and a half stars, but not bad. Two and a half stars,
1: yeah.
0: Compared to, compared to some of the shite on this uh, tour de force.
1: I think the problem I've got is I, I keep referring back to the quality of WWF 2001 and trying to rate it on that scale, which yeah. is a terrible idea. I think nah, to called the WWE 2000 scale, really. Yeah.
0: Um, because, if, but...
1: because if I remember in my memory, by the time we finish this series, my highest star match will be three and a half stars, if I remember it correctly. So, yeah.
0: And I think with WWF we had about five, like a couple of but, five
1: stars in there, didn't we? Per show, we had it. You know, I'm talking about the entire year. I think the highest rated match to be w is three and a half stars.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Third match, anyway, The Wall Brother versus Bam Bam Bigelow, and uh, this is a bit of a no DQ sort of thing. Well, it, mm-hmm. ends, up, it ends up sort of being just goes out fighting in the crowd. And they do, like, um, like Bigelow gets chokeslammed by the wall and then Flair and Crowbar come out to attack the wall. Then uh, Crowbar gets um, chokeslammed off the scaffold. And now the commentary make this out to be, like, I'm sorry to say this, he, he he's very much Owen Hart voice. He
1: was the Owen Hart voice. He was, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's what they were going for which is a bit tasteless. And I'm do it again uh, with Canyon in a couple of months time
0: When that, but, when he gets shut off the, off uh, the cage. Yeah. The cage, so yeah.
1: I mean, when I first watched this, the, this was long after, like I seen other, like big stunts happen in WCW, but in context of it being in March 2000 and they do all sorts of stupid stuff on a, on a daily basis from next month, I, I think this is quite an impressive spot, and I can see why they tried to really emphasize... Because they replay this again and again, Ch- yeah. Crowbar being choked sound off the stage. They replay it several times. I can see why they tried to do this, because it was quite impressive looking.
0: Yeah, Um. in the match, the wall wins by um, stoppage. Um, yeah, what, yeah. What would you give it?
1: I'd go probably one and a half. It was pretty, um, it, it was all right. It was just basically a walk and brawl. The move to take out Bam Bam Bigelow, relatively speaking, was quite weak compared to, mm-hmm. you know, some of the stumps that Bam Bam Bigelow's done before. And suddenly, a checks through a table because it's got a compute, computer monitor on it. And therefore, it sparks up a bit. It's a bit weak to take him out like that. But, I mean, in all fairness, this was as much an angle, as much as a match.
0: Yeah, I, I don't I, I think the commentary at the end of it is just a bit not not needed. I know they try to make light of the situation, but the way yeah. they're not like, oh, I, this is one of the saddest nights in our know, history of our sports and all that.
1: I, I've every undercut the whole fucking thing because, like, two matches later, like, oh, yeah, Crowbar's been to hospital, he's got a bruised rib. Great, yeah, thanks for that.
0: What was the point?
1: Yeah. Doesn't really help the wall either. You know, he's so weak, he can't even injure a man by choice. I him 15 foot off a bloody s- mm. uh, stage, you know. So Cut
0: he... his legs off there, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, so that felt really uh, counterproductive.
0: Two and a quarter. okay. It was all right. All right. I like it. Yes, I it. It, it was fine. Bigger big old matches I seem to go a bit high on in WCW because I used to really like him.
1: Yeah. He wasn't telling WCW at all, no. And some of his hardcore matches in 999 are very really good fun. But again, this just felt like a setup towards the, Ch- the choke style man Governor match in itself.
0: Yeah. Um, fourth match now. This is for the hardcore title. Free count versus Brian nobs who just seemed to be everywhere on the TV programming and. Yeah, so, yeah, it he is. He could not stay away. You can, you can sort of tell. Hogan's got some swing gear. He's putting his mates on. Yep, in knobs. Fucking hell. Um, with this one, knobs had to um pin all the three count to retain his title. Mm-hmm. Basically, um, uh, what do you think?
1: Um, it was a victim of uh bad structuring because you've put this hardcore match immediately after a 15-foot choke slam and suddenly all these like bloody a ladder shops and like shots of like the kendo sticks door look quite weak in comparison. So I think that was a bit short-side of them. Um if, if they still continue this like free count gimmick where they're basically trying to act like the one person for some reason. Because all three have a champion, you know, it's not just like one of them, you know, all three have a champion at the same time, which is a weird, um, the match itself, again, it it was all right, but they, WCW did a lot better hardcore matches in 1999, in like during that summer, whereas here, it's very much now down to that WWF style, you hit, you you hit someone, then you hit someone, then you hit someone for no rhyme and reason, no sign of any like surge buckets or anything like that, as you used to get in these old hardcore matches. Um, the, um, there,
0: there was a spot near the end of the match where Shannon Moore had knobs pinned, but there was a foot on the rope from knobs. Oh, and...
1: God, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's that a... made no sense.
0: I put it here. It's a bloody hardcore match.
1: Yeah, but I'll say he, he actually pins him. And then it's like Nick Patrick's like, oh, no, it was a foot on the rope, Just but he pinned... Uh, I think he pinned like Evan Cruz on the outside after a table. So, yeah. why is there a rope break? Yeah, but Bo- absolute bollocks. And then the finish as well was it was the finish for one where he just hit Shane Helms in the face and because he's got a mask on. He's like, oh my nose, suddenly got pinned, and that was a match.
0: Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, what did you go ratings wise on it?
1: Uh, one and a quarter.
0: Fucking hell! <laughs> Two point seven five. Really? That <laughs> wasn't, wasn't that bad. That match.
1: I mean, in, in my defence, I did watch this. Uh, in the midst of a ear infection, I was probably in a very really bad mood. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me, but hey, hey, I thought it was entertaining. Yeah. That's what that's what.
1: Yeah, fine, fine, yeah. If that's, that's what I wanted. Yeah.
0: Match number 5 now, another tag team match with um Booker and Billy Kidman. This is Harlem Heat 2000, uh, which is Big T and uh Stevie Ray. <sighs> Not bad. Not bad match yeah.
1: this. I actually thought this was all right, in all fairness. Yeah. It was one of the stronger matches of the night.
0: Big T, Ahmed Johnson, does like a flying dive over the. Over yes. The and sadly,
1: that is for one spot I remember.
0: And he misses it.
1: Yeah, he basically tries to do a free willy over the guardrail. And he probably managed to pull it off his arm Johnson, but unfortunately, you now he's about 75 pounds heavier. And I think his gut basically catches on the guard where he just like plops down to the floor. And, and like Kid with a buck has to like pretend that he hit him fully. Just like, oh dear. At least to say he didn't do that move ever again.
0: It's a good job, Booker and Billy are in this match. they way they're wrestling two stiffs.
1: Yeah, and I say like, this is very much a waste of both uh, Booker and uh, Billy's talent here uh, to continue this like feud. that sort of it's already petered out. In all fairness, Harlem Heat two thousand. It feels like they have already been massively de-emphasised. They they bought in tea in cash, but we never really built on it.
0: Yeah, they never d- never used him, did they? I no,
1: I, I I want to say he wasn't even a trained wrestler, though. I think he just basically just it was such a big lad. He's he got to... arms. Yeah, he's got his old old uh, silicon arms. I couldn't do much with him. So yeah, that's that's what we did. And uh, it say it was a decent match, but very much carried by one team.
0: Mm. Um, I was thinking I was thinking this morning about like Booker actually losing his name. It's like what WWE now would do with most of their wrestlers. <laughs> they don't lose stipulation matches.
1: Yeah, uh, he truly was a trendsetter. He lost for T, which. I mean, in the, in WWE logic, he would have lost for Booker. He'd have just be called T now.
0: He would, and um, two more wrestlers lost their uh, first names today.
1: I think I saw this. Is it our friends from Liverpool?
0: It is. The old grizzled young veterans. I'll um, yeah. just call Gibson and Drake. Which doesn't actually sound bad because people always just used to call them Gibson and Gibson Drake. And Drake.
1: It's not one of the worst ones. I just I find it really weird how they've gone away from first name, second name to just last name, last name, last name.
0: Austin Theory is now Theory.
1: Uh, it's like, how can you market that name? Theory. I've we trying to like give some sort of like Mortal Kombat sort of shit? Is that what we're doing? Everyone's got one name, Sub-Zero, but it's Riddle.
0: They won't use that for Rand- Randy Orton. Orton. Don't work. No. Yeah. Oh, just
1: you like you did go through everyone's names and just like remove the first name for everyone.
0: It's got, got me thinking. Bower.
1: Yeah. I'm just thinking what would happen if he did that in AW Like Page, and suddenly it's like about six people going, oh shit, which one does he mean? <laughs> Cage, <laughs> cage, page, and we're just like scrambling around. Wait, do you mean pride or Christian? <laughs> yeah, um,
0: what, what did you go on the um, Booker, Booker Billy? Um,
1: this was a two star match for me,
0: it was all right, 2.25, and that's all for Booker and Billy.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, none of that went to uh, Ahmed or uh, Stevie Ray.
0: No, they
1: they uh, they no, were... Ahmed has seen better days than Stevie Ray was always. There's a man that stole a living off his brother, let me tell you. There's a reason why Booker T stuck around after WWE, and Stevie Ray just went off into the ether.
0: Stevie Ray! Um, WWE Hall of Famer, Stevie Ray.
1: By pure coincidence.
0: Yeah, because he went in with Booker <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> for me.
1: It's like how X-Pac has been in the Hall of Fame about five times now, just because he was in every fucking faction.
0: Yeah, yeah, jammy. Yeah. Match number six now. It's funly, fit funly. This is Vampiro, Vampiro, um, (laughs) in a false Count Anywhere match. Now, my note on this is probably the best match of the lot, give or take the terrible cane lighting in that concourse. What happened
1: hmm. there? <laughs> I, I I think that they didn't plan this as much as they should have done, really. If, um, I mean, they did it in WWF, but if you're going to go wrestle in a certain area, you just have to have a few lights ready to go, turn them on, light it all up. But they, I'm not sure if they just said, yeah, we'll go brawl in, uh, I don't know, VAT uh, concourse.
0: Because uh, first they were going into the women's toilet and then... Yeah they had to get out of there and went in the men's and so i think someone were in the middle trap having a shit they, they were
1: yeah someone was having a cracking shit at the time so they probably shot themselves even more once uh vampiro climbed into a toilet and jumped off it and then
0: it, it, it would have been a bugger if it you know like that um when we we're in leeds the other week yeah in the, in the afternoon it was, you were with us I first pub we went to and then i went to the toilet and uh in trap one there was no bog roll it's always that fucking thing where there's no bog roll in one trap and thankfully there was no one there so i could like scoot round to
1: just like scoot, scoot around scoot,
0: scoot, scoot. yeah imagine if that person in um trap two during the vampiro fit finley match had no bog rolling like i oh, know
1: if, you, if we just I stuck there
0: Stuck there because he can't wipe, the, wipe their ass.
1: Yeah, he's been stuck there for 45 minutes now and with no help coming.
0: <laughs> Might have to just do the old-fashioned way and just get your, get your Be, hand your oh.
1: well Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had to do that before. I had a bus ticket once in my pocket when we ran out of toilet paper. I had to use for bus ticket. I,
0: I've, I've used... Sorry to talk about shit. Well, we are talking about shit. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Love you. Uh, but... Like an actual bog roll itself? No, no, no an empty. I believe it's a
1: cardboard. cardboard bit.
0: Cardboard bit. I'll yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's I've that. used
1: that before. Yeah, yeah.
0: It, 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 I would say it's same quality as that fucking arse cutter stuff that you used to get at um, at, at high that school. school.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, true, true. Probably more luxurious, no fairness, but no.
0: Needs needs must nowadays.
1: Right, yeah, yeah. Have I used anything else? no for bus ticket ones a the, the big one for me
0: that, people they used to say like leaves you like if you're struggling out in the outside like a, a dot is it dot leaf or something like that
1: yeah apparently so i've only ever have i ever actually shut outdoors no I've, <laughs> no i, I have been in all fairs i was thinking did i do at leeds festival but no it strategy actually at leeds festival is always uh, when the arena opened on a Saturday-Sunday so it wasn't as much of a queue, run yeah. straight in, because they would have cleaned the loose overnight and taken shit then. That was my strategy, and it always worked well.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think... I, I've had a piss outside. I've not had a shit outside. Oh,
1: yeah, but I've had a piss outside all the time. Don't tell police that.
0: Don't tell police. <laughs> police. It's always a covert operation,
1: like... Yeah, just like... Uh, uh, uh.
0: Is, it, is, it, is it like... Um like oh god loads of trees around and like
1: yes it is yeah i say yeah yeah, i I went in a walk walk in the woods about uh several months ago now and it was very much once got in the woods just like "Eh, eh, okay great
0: oh a dead body
1: yeah Uh, (laughs) (laughs) oh use condom syringe just have a piss here yeah
0: um Back to Finlay and Vampiro. Uh, <laughs>
1: Speaking of used condoms and syringes, Vampiro. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, What did we go on this match, Chris? Uh,
1: 1.75.
0: Bloody hell, three and a quarter. Really? I thought it was...
1: This was just a walk and brawl. It, it,
0: if... it was yeah, a lot I'm... of fun.
1: With that, again, going by Kevin Southern's great sit so you want to try and replicate the uh, Sullivan Chris Benoit brawl in the toilet sort of thing, but the, uh, the final bits, as you say, were badly planned because it was felt like they were having a fight under a submarine, but with loads of people, like literally hundreds of people around them, r- really badly planned, and yeah, Vampiro was still absolute garbage as well, so yeah.
0: Well, they were giving him the big push at this time, weren't they? As, as we've said in a... Uh previous episodes it was always him the wall, Kidman, Booker yeah,
1: Booker, if I've already gone with him which we'll get into later on in all fairness, he reappears soon so yeah I still don't know what they saw in Vampiro but it is what it is really
0: Next up oh here we go, as we mentioned before it's the uh, MEN Arena main event match between, uh, this is for the WCW Tag Team Titles them bold, bold racists, the Harris boys versus the Paisans, the, M- <laughs> the, <laughs> no, the Mamelukes,
1: the I feel like I watch this match every single month and we've only been doing this podcast, this series for three months.
0: Three, four months, yeah.
1: <sighs> I, I, I... And, and I'm sure they, 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 they're in the same match as each other again next month as well. Like, why do we keep pairing these two off against each other? The, the Marvel looks perfectly cromulent. I mean, Jolly Bull was decent. Big Vita was all right. It, 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 right.
0: To be honest, they're not a bad tag team, the you know, if,
1: if the Marvel looks as an act themselves, I think, are actually quite good. And it's like one of the rare, decent points of... Um, late night, nine russo booking but to pair them off against the harris boys every single month it's torture because they've just they've got like we've got some chemistry with each other but they've not got any heat and we don't know how to get that heat from a crowd because the crowd are just absolutely dead here like the title changes at the end of this match like harris brothers beat mamaluks and no one reacts whatsoever
0: like the ma- the mamalutes actually hit an H bomb during this match.
1: They do, yeah. It's Just like we just stole their finisher randomly as well. It's just it's a baffling thing, and to be to have so little chemistry, right? You don't even get a pop for a title change, you know. You know, you, you could just for the concept of a title change will get most people excited, even if it's a bad show. Yeah, and here this is the only title change I believe. In this, yeah, the I only. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah, and no one cares. And yeah, Harris like win. Yeah, no one cares. Match felt like it was about fifteen minutes long. It was apparently eight minutes.
0: Bloody hell! I know. What oh, do you pro-
1: no! No DQ as well. Apparently. Yeah. What? What
0: do you go on it? Just one. Now. Two.
1: Yeah. I seem to be halving your scores tonight, aren't I? You do,
0: you do, you do. It, I thought <laughs> I'd give it a two stars. Marmalukes mainly. I think it was mm. gen- generally my same reasoning behind the like the Norman Smiley match. It's just for one side of the coin holding up their uh, holding up their end yeah. of the bargain.
1: It, it, it committed for worse sin, which was it was just boring.
0: Yeah, you I know, think it, the Harris it, boys in general had a boring career, didn't they? They did. It was um DOA could, Blues Brothers.
1: You could tell they were friends with Vince Russo, that's how they had a career for so long. Because they yeah. followed him into TNA as well, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah. And lo and behold, no one else wanted anything to do with him away from that. So not a coincidence at all.
0: Match number eight now, Texas Bull Rope match with Dustin Rhodes versus Terry Funk. There is a literal man in a chicken suit. Uh, mm. making sound effects like a chick.
1: <laughs> yeah. Actual sound effects quit over PA system, which like Mike Snake at one point says, Oh bloody hell he's actually going over PA. I thought I was losing my mind here. <laughs> he, 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 like, he literally thought he was just hearing those sound effects in his head. Yeah. I think this show had like done so much to his brain, it just absolutely fried him.
0: He just wanted a junior, like, buddy, junior match, didn't he? Yeah,
1: he did. Yeah, he just wanted to intricately explain the roles of, like, the luchadores in a random eight man tag. Um, and uh, and so the chicken runs in, like, man in a chicken suit, pushes Dustin Rhodes, coaxes him out, runs around the ring, and yeah. then Terry Funk punches out Dustin Rhodes with a raw chicken.
0: Oh, with the wet, with the wet.
1: The wet yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the little special two days after the expiry date found it at the bottom of a bin. Chicken
0: and this with this match, Funk actually tries to change the rules to an I quit match, but referee Silverman says, Fuck off.
1: <laughs> yeah, it does <laughs> just cause an audible.' And this is another one that's oh, I was about two hardcore matches in a row earlier on, but here so you've got this bull rope match, which for all intents and purposes, it's a strap match. And <coughs> the same show as the Yappa pie strap match.
0: Which, which isn't the match in about one, two, three, in two or three matches time.
1: Yeah, in about half an hour's time, you've got another strap match going on in, in the ring. And just like, it's so ill thought out that they've had these two stipulations at the same time yeah. going on. And yeah, so... Uh, I mean, to be fair, the bull rope match is more of a pinfall than a four corners thing. But we'll get into that later on with Hogan and Flair. Bloody hell! Yeah, it's just ill thought out. And again, it's Dustin Rhodes isn't in the best shape of his career at this point. You know, he's very much half-assed. It is not the guy that he was in the early nineties. He's he's
0: he's not the one who's on AEW. Uh, no, this week, and CM Punk.
1: No, absolutely not. Is is a show of, of himself at this point. Uh, Terry Funk, you know, he is already like, God, he's already like 55 at this point as well. Doing his middle age and crazy stuff, but there's just nothing really to it. And they call this match afterwards a war of attrition. And it's like a a seven minute match where we just basically punch, (laughs) where they punch each other and fall about a bit. And they hit each other with like the cowbell here and there, but there's nothing else going on at all. Good grief.
0: (laughs) What do you go on it?
1: One and a quarter.
0: Mm, two and a quarter.
1: He's such a generous man.
0: Extra quarter for chicken.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, now that you say that, I give it four and a half stars. I like my chicken, it's good it for was, gains.
0: It's a similar rating to what I gave the Flare and Funk match at the last, like, pay per view. So,
1: I can't remember it, what I gave it that
0: sim- now. similar, really.
1: I would say I gave Flair and Funk two. I'd have to go back and listen, but there was a a bit more effort in Flair.
0: Flair Funk actually gave 1.752, so I think this is a...
1: A better match.
0: compared to that? Uh, That match, I said applaud.
1: It's like, I mean, it is comparing like a a bag of crap to, uh, I don't know, a shed for crap really, but I think the Flair match at least... There was a table involved. There was a bit more effort. It felt like than here. It
0: mm.
1: he just really felt. Flair at least tried to pull up his side of the bargain. He was here, Dustin Rhodes. I think with the bloody chicken, and all that lot, the, the bad creative. I just don't think it was into this whatsoever. Yeah. And and, and yeah, the- and, and there's a good reason why I think this is his last pay-per-view match until next January. Now, I think that's it for Dustin Rhodes. Mm. It's certainly in, in our timeline, anyway.
0: Certainly, certainly so. Sorry. Distraction. Uh, oh, no, Well,
1: you just check out the Chelsea Arsenal score as well.
0: Oh, yeah. No, it's uh, Desmond at the moment. Yeah. It is Man City 0 0 against Brighton. Oh. Brighton being the spoilers.
1: Yeah. The Tommy Riano of Premier League football.
0: Ninth, ninth match anyhow. Um, Sting versus Lex Luger in a lumberjack match, where all the lumberjacks have um, like casts from broken arms that they got from Luger. Yeah, but in a twist, Luger brings out his own lumberjacks, who all have casts on the on the same arm, but they've not been broken.
1: Yeah, because they all like most of them wrestled earlier in the evening. I did, I did quite like this in all fairness.
0: Yeah. Good swerve
1: Yeah Apart from Two of Lumberjacks being The fucking the Harris boys fun. Again Fuck off Just fuck off Go away
0: They had Harris boys Big T and Stevie Ray And Hugh Morris funly. as well Funly mate. No he, he'd already Come out funly
1: yeah, no, yeah the funny Was on the good guys Side this time Stood next to Vampiro Completely forgetting About their match But two Yeah minutes we, just, ago.
0: Had we yeah. just had a brawl Yeah In red light You know Yeah yeah, oh, fuck about
1: it. it. Friends now.
0: Continuity, not not one of their uh, great things.
1: Fuck all in this show, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> um. Also, Tank Cabot comes out just to hit Doug Dillinger, and then yeah, looks-
1: that was funny. <laughs> yeah.
0: he's not bothered about what's going on in the ring. Doug, bang,
1: fuck off, punch in the face. Which he explains because Doug Dunshee was out there as a competitor, he could legally get away with it.
0: Oh yes, oh
1: yeah.
0: yes. Anyway, um, all the lumberjacks end up brawling to the back, uh, leaving um, not uh, leaving only a couple of people out there to get get on with it. Old Sting and Luger, yep. which ends up with a uh, Vampiro hitting Luger with the bat. Yep, Scorpion Death Drop by Sting. Who gets the victory? Mm.
1: Um,
0: quite quick this one.
1: Yeah, again, it was only seven or eight minutes, a beginning to end. Uh, obviously, both guys have done a lot better than this. It's sort of a sad state of affairs when I think back to like how Luger and Sting, you know, just like their friendship all along in WWE was like one of the best angles that WWE ever did. Yeah. Especially with the um, before the NWO formed, we had like Luger as a heel and Sting as a the, uh, face, but were like best of friends, you know, and. That sort of shit was really good and this is very much a show of it of that. To um, be
0: honest, it's quite they quite pushed Luger as one of the top guys on here, so it was surprising that he actually he got beat, but they are pushing the what they, they call it, the brothers in paint were.
1: Yeah. I, as a child I thought the brothers in paint thing lasted a lot longer than what it did, it turned out it literally lasted three weeks. Before Vampire returned yeah, yeah, that tag team was literally only three weeks old <coughs> before it died a death. Um, then, I think, uh,
0: then I think the preceding storyline went on for like a couple of months. months. Six uh, months.
1: Uh, yeah, Sting and Vampire were still fighting each other at like Forbes well, which again, we'll look forward to fighting the autumn. Yep.
0: The yeah. look
1: on your face says it all. Yeah, yeah.
0: And they, and they got uh, who's, it, who's it were involved with that, the demon, great muter, yep, Dark uh, Carnival, weren't it? Insane Clown Posse, a-
1: Insane Clown Posse, Asia for some reason. Um, I think that was it anyway. Um, hey, I can see why Sting won here as well because he'd just come back from a, a three month break as well. This was another order. Sting liked to take his holidays in L- latter day WCW, he was always off for several months at a time.
0: It was in talk. <laughs> So, so, sort of so like Dean Hallmark back in the day. Like he'd always, he'd always seem to lose the title, to cruiserweight title at PCW in like August because like summer season was starting. You won't oh. see him again for about two or three months.
1: Oh yeah, did 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 all the uh, Butlin shows? Then came back, won the title again. Jobs are yeah. good. On.
0: Yeah,
1: it, Stinger, funny enough, uh, fully enough, seemed to always take off Christmas every single year, um, when. I I, let me just go back in my head 1996 he was off for Christmas because he was out for like 18 months wasn't he 97 he returned just after Christmas for Starcade 1998 he was off for Christmas because he got injured by Bret Hart and was off for 6 months then he got written off by uh, Total Package and Miss Elizabeth at Starcade literally a week before Christmas this time, then he's off for Christmas in 2000 as well
0: it's a bit like Jeff Jeff Hardy um, before UK tours.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Sting's got it figured out. He gets Christmas off every single year. What a guy.
0: He, he must love the darts and the World's Strongest Man. That's he does, can, yeah, yeah. That's all I can think. Good on he, him. Good on him, he, him wanting he, Christmas off.
1: He fucking loves his Christmas pudding. That's why he needs three months to get the weight off afterwards. A, 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 bit, a bit of Yule Log, a few celebrations going on.
0: I wonder how many pigs in blankets um, Sting, Sting has.
1: Well, I'm not saying he has loads, but when he gets back up on the rafters, the rafters start creaking and start
0: falling apart. Hey, there, there's a thing. Pigs in blankets. Now, I went to Morrison's to do my big shop, where um, remember it now, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. i seen they got pigs in blankets on sale, I thought, I thought they were only just for Christmas, not for Easter.
1: Do you know what's really funny? Mm. Uh, our family had a Christmas dinner on Sunday for Easter including pigs in blankets. No idea why. We just thought, we just fancied some turkey and we just thought, well, we shall get some pigs in blankets as well. So, yeah, and we had like for the, bre- the bread sauce and everything like that. So, yeah, it yeah,
0: does happen. I must, li- I must live in a different world. I, I had some, uh, what did I have Sunday? I was at Hebden Bridge Trades Club.
1: Oh, uh,
0: yeah. I know it's a gig venue, but uh, during the day when no gigs are on, it's just a normal like pub. Mm. Uh, they actually had food on we had me and jeff had some indonesian cu- cuisine interested in and um he had like a vegetable frittata which like fucking huge it was oh, okay uh, well yeah no that was lovely hebden bridge that's somewhere way if you like to like your drink and your food go to hebden bridge
1: Sounds interesting. I, I've never had Indonesian before, but I'd take it out also for for my pin allergy. So it's
0: very much like curry and rice, it, it, like curries, rice, and all that. The the rice though, so perfectly. Just put on the plate You're so like, what the yeah. fuck? Can, why can't I do?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll stick with my pigs in blankets at at Easter instead. Yeah, safer for me at the very yeah. least.
0: Well, we were, we were there for the um, Ebden Bridge, uh, like, Real Ale Festival. Mm. They were doing it across, like, about nine pubs. So we, we ended up going about seven of them and ended up going home about eight with I don't know, run out of time. I just thought, ah, just fuck it, go on. But cracking <laughs> day, day out, Ebden Bridge. Anyway, match number ten. <laughs> As we get to WCW title match between Jeff Jarrett and Sid oh god this this is a very quick one but before this uh, in the locker room Sid finds out I'm not in the main event match
1: yeah for whichever matches
0: it's
1: just like sat there like reading a newspaper you know like you do 10 minutes before your big world title match i yeah. think it'd be i think it'd be funny if like they actually went back to the toilets and like it turned out it was sid all along needing the bog roll from yeah. the Finley Vampiro match, it's like, oh bloody arm on! Get me something to wipe with.
0: Yeah, it was. It was bloody ridiculous. It was just like <laughs> ridiculous and just like, ah, Hogan's got his way. Fuck you, Sid. Yeah, well, you know what that is, don't you? It's in um, that section eleven, paragraph. It's uh, five section
1: eight. eleven, sub-paragraphy. Because, you know, H- Hogan's uh, got to interfere at the end. Therefore, he gets to go in the main event. And, uh, yeah, he gets to determine the outcome of all wrestling matches in which he appears, wrestles, and performs. Such approval not to be unreasonably withheld. I want to be in the main event tonight. Okay. Okay,
0: Terry.
1: <laughs> we love you, uh, Terry.
0: Um, God, this match... I just put lots of TNA style run ins and overbooking in this. Mm. Can't, you tell, can't you tell Jarrett's wrestling in this match?
1: Yeah, it's it's very much in that style of the Jeff Jarrett TNA main events. You know, a bit of a brawl, half hearted brawl into the crowd as well. Brawling around the outside, lots of punches, more punches, even more punches after that. Over to the entrance where he tried to make it look a lot more exciting what it is. Then in comes the interference, and guess who it is again?
0: Um, fucking
1: Harris Harris boys again oh god go away
0: yeah so Harris boys come in you've got um Sleek Johnson actually coming into count Mm. um, as well but Hogan interferes leading um well to Sid retaining the belt eventually but uh, yeah
1: (laughs) It, it was um Right f- yeah, but I say Sid doesn't even get a fish here, does he? It's Hogan interfering. For yeah. some reason Hogan decides to get involved, he's had nothing to do with Sid or Jarrett at any point on nitros, I don't think. Not at this point, because he's been exclusively no. fused. No, he
0: hasn't. He's been exclusive with uh, Luger and Flair.
1: Yeah. So uh then Hogan decides to run in, and like literally it's funny because he like show <laughs> Mark, uh, slick rick, uh, slick um, Mark Johnson. Yeah, walking down the aisle and then suddenly in the background you can see hulk hogan just like casually going okay i'm walking down towards the aisle now like cam not supposed to be on him and then hogan does the leg drop on jarrett which i he, he is the one that rolls sid onto jarrett yeah for the pin so yeah hogan's just basically got a win over jarrett for all intense purposes mm. and then who is it that's in the limo that they don't show the limo of so Stop why was the limo
0: Steiner. yes um, organ gets attacked by steiner leaving uh, then it leads to the actual yappa pie uh strap match starting yeah but before we get into the old yappa pie we'll get into your rating for this uh tna oh i mean wc <laughs> title match one and a
1: half
0: one and a half here as well
1: oh good we finally agree on something Oh, we took 10 matches, but yeah.
0: It's just typical Jarrett.
1: It is. And surely... I mean, I know there's a lot of creative changes coming in WCW now, but surely you look at Jarrett. He's been in the main event for the last two pay-per-views. So they've not been any good. Surely you've got to look at him. I think he's definitely not the guy. We need to move on and find someone else in that main event.
0: But he, he, the, the, the problem was he was so well in with... um Russo, and Bischoff to in effect.
1: Yeah. Hence why he main events the next six pay-per-views after this as well. Mm. He's in the main event in some shape or form until 4-Ball 2000 now. Bad times. Yeah.
0: How how did we watch TNA?
1: (laughs) Because we were so starved of an alternative from WWE. You look back at TNA now and there's that nostalgic value to it that I really enjoy. But if we, if that was a new product now, given you know our ability to watch whatever wrestling we want, thanks to all these streaming services and all that lot, nobody would have given TNA at the time of day. No, no, not if it started in its, in its, uh, in how it turned out. Now it wouldn't work.
0: Yeah. So uh, match eleven now. Th- th- honestly, these pay per views. You're talking anywhere between eleven and maybe some paper who's fifteen and sixteen matches, isn't there?
1: Yeah, well I think we've got fifteen matches next time. We have yeah. Stampede, yeah.
0: Oh fuck. Yeah. Uh, yeah oh, dear. So eleventh match is Hulk Hogan versus Rick Flair in the Yappa Pie strap right. match. Yep. Yappa what, pie. What do you think of the Yappa Pie? The
1: Yappa Pie didn't really make much difference, did it? It was just another standard Hogan-Rick Flair match, the sort of match that they toured around doing for years and years. And I swear they did this exact same match even on the famous Hulkamania-Australian Australian Tour, T- Tour yeah. 2009, which sort of in a weird way led to the TNA thing with Thor Hogan. And again, it's like um, Jarrett and Sid before it, they just basically they walk around the outside a bit, only this time both of them bleed a lot
0: mm. oh yeah double blood here
1: yeah to make it look like that they've really put in a shift but they really haven't they're just walking around there's a few low bro- low blows i think there's a couple of back legs flare chops a few times hogan doesn't sell it um i think Luger, Luger interferes doesn't he he comes in he basically yeah, does, he does fuck all yeah and yeah, that's it. But uh, the thing I want to talk about though is see the, the finish here, where d- don't forget uh, section eleven sub-paragraph E, as Hulk Hogan beating Ric Flair twice in quick succession. Yeah. So this is a, tra- a, tra- a traditional strap match. So it's a bit slightly different to a bull rope match. So first you've got to hit you've the four to touch corners. corners you've it? got to, you've got to touch corners this time, except. Hogan touches three corners and then Luger interferes. He, like, I think he brings in a bat. Easy. Yeah. Hogan easily disposes of Luger. And then Hogan, for whatever reason, decides just to do the leg drop on Flair and pins him. One, then two, three, they the count it. One. But he touches the fourth corner anyway, so he beats him twice in like 10 seconds. Yeah. What a twat. I know. Section 11, subparagraph E.
0: <laughs> what do we go on this one, Chris?
1: One. It it was as, I mean, there've been better Hogan Flair matches as well. In all fairness, but this is such bog basic, Hogan half ass in it sort of. Uh, yeah, there definitely to be a change in creative direction after this shit. Absolutely, there, there's no way the company could have advanced in this direction.
0: Oh no, absolutely not. My my rating two point five. Really, I, the crowd were into it. I, I think just that, that always had half a star on for me. I thought it, 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 it does was kind better, of a, better than a lot of the matches on the show.
1: It's really weird because it just I don't feel like there was that chemistry there compared to Hogan versus Luger last month. I just think even Flair realized what this was and just didn't really put much effort in. It was just like, okay, I'm doing the job tonight, at least get paid for it. Let's just get on with it. That's what it felt like.
0: So, yeah. I've been really
1: you. harsh this month, haven't I?
0: You have, you harsh critic. But I'll, I'll let you off uh, with, with you watching it with a bit, bit of illness.
1: Yeah, I was quite poorly at the time. I, I pushed myself uh, by watching this as well, so, you know. Oh, well.
0: <laughs> so, um, over overall, Chris, Uncensored 2000, you can I mean, tell it's the beginning of the end, can't you?
1: You can, yeah. As I just said, there was no way they could have continued the company in the direction it was going in. They'd basically regressed back to it was a weird mishmash actually. So they regressed to like Night $9. booking, trying to give it a two thousand spin on it. So you got Kevin Southern lot doing like a really bad Vince Russo impression as well. But the problem is, you just couldn't have any edge or anything like that with Hogan that lot at the top. And I'd argue instead that if you're stuck with Hogan and you're stuck with Flair and all that lot, you sort of try and make a different company, even like this WWF light that were still going for.
0: It would have died earlier, I would have thought.
1: I'd say so, yeah. But I think for what's about to come afterwards with Russo and everything like that, you know, like Goldberg not following the script and miscarriages and David Flair having a wedding and all that shit, Mm. I, I, I think it probably... Gave the company an extra couple of months stay of execution versus what we would have got here. Right? I think Nitro and Thunder would have been cancelled a lot more quickly without yeah. the reboot.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think it's very, very much looking that way, Chris. Um, d- d- just anyway, uh, matches for next month is some of the great ones we got for Spring Stampede Mamelukes versus the Harris boys. Oh,
1: for fuck's sake.
0: Again. Uh... Jimmy Hart versus Mankow.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Scott Steiner versus The Wall.
1: This is all flooding back to me now because I had the VHS of this when I was younger and I watched this tape quite religiously for some reason.
0: Mike Orson versus The Cat. Buff Bagwell and Shane Douglas. Douglas returning versus Harlem Heat 2000. Oh, yeah. Booker versus Sting. Billy Kim and Vampiro, they should be all right. Norman Smiley, Terry Funk, nearly three stars on the Grapple app.
1: I seem to have a hardcore match being all right, actually. It's probably probably the last decent hardcore match, I think.
0: Yeah. Um, Mike Awesome, Scott Steiner. Sting Vampiro. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, like, um, a Cruiserweight match. Buff Bagwell and Shane Douglas versus Team Package. Yep stingen steiner and then ddp and jarrett ddp haven't seen this month on telly
1: i think he's been busy with ready to rumble in all fairness ah, yes. but, yeah because he wasn't at super bowl either i think he was off for a couple of months I and mean, then yeah yeah that's why i think buff bag was busy being a sex pest elsewhere because i think ddp was too busy to have that feud at the time
0: yeah um th- thankfully that slamboree Harris boys and Marmalukes are not on it, so we're um, safe. Oh,
1: thank Christ for that.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, no. <coughs> Excuse me. We've got a lot of, lot of fun to go through um, for the next eight months.
1: Can't wait.
0: Woo! Chris, uh, where can we follow you? Any plugs?
1: Uh, you can follow me at Wilson on Twitter and you can also follow my podcast, CidamortTree, Sidewalk tree uh, everywhere except I won't be on the next two episodes of that because I had to miss recordings of that last Sunday because it was well so yeah it's all gone well didn't... recently for me recently so yeah
0: have you have you missed any good films anyway
1: um yeah well I was Halloween resurrection which people say is shit, but I, I quite enjoyed I I can say this because I'm, I'm not actually on the review so yeah but it's like it's like, imagine like Michael Myers, but like in a sort of like reality TV, turn of the millennium sort of real world reality TV sort of shit. Hmm.
0: It,
1: it, a it's big fun. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I thought it was good fun in all fairness.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, there's also a review coming up of um, Fantasy Island, which was a, a remake of the old oh, film. This movie. was on 2020. The plane,
0: the It that one.
1: That was Lost in Space, wasn't it?
0: That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's the one with ta- Fantasy Island tattoo.
1: Yes, that's the one, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which yeah. It, it does appear in the new film, Spoiler, so yeah.
0: Good stuff, Chris. Uh, yeah, go and check that out. Um, as ever, go and follow us on Twitter, GCP Podcast 1. Not GCP Podcast, that's the Google Cloud Platform. Um, <laughs> follow me at OggyPart3 on Twitter. Um, what can you listen back to me on? Um, we did a review with uh, Kieran LaForte about pro wrestling Noah 2008 European navigation uh, from the Coventry Sky Dome. Um, it's about two hours long, that episode. Always good to have uh, Kieran on. Um, what else has been on? BWE. Go and give that a listen. Go and mm-hmm. listen to the uh, live show from Leeds on the Grapple Patreon. I'm also on an episode of Spotlight on there, so I've been getting around a bit, even though I'm not going to any shows, um, yeah. but I will be ending that as I go to Red Pro on um, Bank Holiday Weekend in Sheffield, and um, you'll be joining us, Chris, won't you?
1: I will be indeed, yes, yeah, if I say Hopefully uh, we can find a way to review that one uh, properly, then I'll be happy to join you on that as well, so yeah. Uh,
0: well, now now we've changed our ways we will probably be recording that the next day
1: uh, oh, if I'm free if we Skype I'll let you know
0: <laughs> great stuff uh, as ever it's been the uh, GCP podcast not graps and claps <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> definitely not That's a whole different thing, please don't, different ask, thing. please don't ask please don't ask wherever WSW sold out 2000 episode is we don't know it never existed
0: <laughs> uh, thanks very much Chris uh, thank you very much Bye.